advisory to those who are not animal lovers, open to new ideas, or interested in integrative holistic healthcare for your pets, and believe that prescription diet is the best food for your pet. This podcast may offend your sensibilities. Have you ever felt frustrated and helpless after listening and doing everything your vet told you to do but it only made your sick pet worse and not get any better? That's me in 2008 with my first adopted cat, Meow. I did everything the vet told me to do and I realised she wasn't getting any better and only worse. So I decided to look into alternative health options and was drawn to the stories of holistic pet service entrepreneurs and their transformative journey, overcoming obstacles, chasing their passion and creating a movement that has caused a ripple effect of positive change in the lives of their clients and pets around the world. Join me as I share the raw, inspiring journeys of these amazing entrepreneurs, their successes and failures. My name is Amrys Wang, and this is The Raw Entrepreneur. Good morning, everyone. This is Amrys Wang from The Raw Entrepreneur. Today, I have from Parsley Pet, Matt Rowe, who is actually one of my superheroes, which I've been following for a while now. And today, I'm very honored that he said yes to join my show and to share his origin story with you. Hi, Matt. Thank you for saying yes. It is such an honor to be here. And when you say superhero, I am not even close to that. That's not how I feel every day. And so this is like a little bit of a shock. So thank you very much. I am honored that you asked me. Well, I think all superheroes always say that you're not superheroes. That's the thing. <laughs> yes. But um, could, you, could you share with everyone, you know, um, what's your backstory and, you know, mm-hmm. how did you get here? Sure. Um, well, I'm not going to go back too far, but I'm a serial entrepreneur. So when I graduated from college, I graduated with an industrial psychology degree and I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And so I started working in a family business and that was a terrible idea. Like really, when you look at like it was 11 years of um, turmoil and struggle, but I learned a lot and came upon a lot of really good mentors at that time. They kind of took me under their wing. I learned what I didn't like to do and what I did. So then I ended up taking, I ended up uprooting my entire family from my hometown. At that time, my son was five and my daughter was three. My wife and I moved to Denver, Colorado. And we knew no one here. And we just said, let's just start over because it was bad over on the other side, being in a family business. And so I said, all right, let's do it. You know, we're young, we can make this happen. We're indestructible. And that's when I realized I was not indestructible. And uh, I actually bankrupted a company when we moved out here originally. I started one, it did not go well, went in debt, and then ended up coming upon some individuals in my life that ended up, I ended up teaching emotional intelligence and neuro-linguistic programming to individuals. And at that time, my wife wanted to get into the pet industry. And of course, any entrepreneurship journey 
is a family ordeal. So when I'm in business, my wife is in business with me. And when my wife is in business, I am in business with her. So we kind of started this venture because we were hearing reports coming into like just the mainstream media and just other individuals that we had met where pet toys and pet products and the way dogs were being fed were killing them. And then that took us through about seven years of discovering and being in the industry and that type of stuff. And then that's when we met Dr. Lori Kozier at one of our events. And she liked what we were doing and we were selling pet products and nutraceuticals and medical stuff. And so then at that point, when we talked to Dr. Kozier, she goes in just casual conversation that 50% of dogs over the age of 10 are going to die of cancer. And I was not okay with that. Well, at that time too, I was going through my own medical issues. So um, I was an athlete. I had done tri- a lot of triathlons, did Ironman, did all this stuff. And then one day I was noticing some issues. And so this put me on a path that I ended up discovering that I had multiple sclerosis. Wow. And I was like, this is not right. I'm, I'm, you know, at the time I was 40 years old. I'm like, this isn't supposed to happen. So that's when I started to research food as medicine and go really into a deep dive on how to heal myself naturally with food and other type of nutraceuticals and vitamins and all of this stuff, because multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune condition where there's an imbalance of your bacteria in your body that is throwing off uh, chemicals in your brain that is actually starting to kill parts of your brain off, which is sickening when you think about it, but it's not that bad. So really, when I started to step into that, I started to translate this over to pets, because as I started to teach as many people as I could on how to reverse multiple sclerosis and how to actually take control of a debilitating disease, I realized that human beings really didn't want to. They didn't want to change their habits. And so this got me to speak on the TED stage about it. And also I ended up writing a book called The Identity of Health. But at this time, I kept bumping into pets and watching pets get sick and die of cancer and started to study the kibble industry and realized that what we are feeding our pets is slowly killing them. And I'm like, well, if I can't help humans like I want to, maybe I can help dogs, my other secret passion. And so that's when I started to step into raw feeding. That's when I started to get mentors in regards to like the raw feeding movement. And that's when we bumped into hair tissue mineral analysis testing. And that started Parsley Pet. And Parsley Pet was a labor of love. Like when we went into it, it is every time I get a test that comes over, it is an honor to test every dog that we test. And we've tested hundreds and hundreds of dogs, but the knowledge that we're gaining out of these tests is empowering a pet parent to feed their dog better and to get them off of kibble. So that was my journey on how I got here. And it was just filled with ups, downs. I don't know if I'm going to make it. This is terrible moments of tears and pain and all of this stuff as you keep trying to figure out, is this right? Is this the right way to go? Am I helping? Am I making a difference? And 
because as human beings, as me in particular, I want to make a difference and I want to do something bigger on this planet than just me. And I don't want to just work a job that, you know, fills somebody else's, you know, bank or does something like that. I want to fill, I want to do something that inspires. I want to do something that leads. I want to do something that helps. And so that's where I keep going back to Parsley Pet and just, it's been a riot and it's been fun to do it. Wow. I mean, huge respect. You know, you say you're not a superhero. You're definitely a superhero in my eyes. Um, I mean, I mean, like I had no I- idea, you know, um, what you personal going through with, uh, with MS, you know, um, that, that is, I think a lot of, for a lot of people, sometimes they usually give up and give in to, to the disease, you know, yes. and, and yet here you are, you know, and with, with this company that you're helping to save, you know, hundreds of dog lives as well. And, you know, pet parents out there with education, you know, I just think what you're doing is so amazing. And, you know, I love the fact that you mentioned it is a husband and wife team, you know, yes. the both of you doing it, you know, I, I just love that. Um, wow. That's all I can say is, you know, how, how old is Parsley Pet now? Parsley Pet is four years old. Four years old. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm sorry. I, I completely screwed that up. It's two years old. Two years old. Yep. And before that, before that, when, um, which year did you move to Colorado? In 2008. 2008. Mm-hmm. 12 wow. years ago. 12 mm-hmm. years ago. So it's been, it's been quite a journey for you in terms of like trying to find your, your niche and, 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 mm-hmm. and the right business to, to, to do mm-hmm. in that sense. Wow. And there's nothing that, you know, I've tried, I've owned seven different companies since we moved out here. Some worked, some didn't. And it was one of those things. It was always that struggle. Like, am I supposed to be doing this? Is this right? Some, and what I realized is going into my feel is I, as a child growing up, I never, it was kind of like taboo to talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm. I feel sad. I feel angry. I feel upset. And right. the normal, like I grew up in the Midwest in the middle of the country mm-hmm. and it's really more farm country type of stuff. And I remember multiple times my family just tell me you're fine I'm like no like something is wrong and i would allow stress to come in but then when i started to take a look at how i felt based upon my entrepreneurial journeys did i feel good where did i feel it did i feel it in my head my heart my stomach like did it bring me joy or did it bring me pain and so then i started to follow the threads of joy and mm-hmm. happiness And then all of a sudden I'd meet somebody and then they would. And that was like when I met Dr. Lori Kozier, we'd meet her and then I'd meet somebody else. And then I'd meet Dr. David Watts where we get all our tests processed. And so this is like, okay, that's, and all of a sudden it became ease with it. It's not easy, but I mean, there was ease with it. And I felt joy on every one of these steps. And so I just kept following threads of joy. Because I was tired of being angry and stressed up. Oh wow, that that is actually very good advice for a lot of entrepreneurs. Because mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people trying when they strike out on their own, when they start mm-hmm. one business, and if they fail, then 
most times, a lot of times, they sort of give up, you know, yeah. and they say like, okay, we'll we'll just go back to you know the either the old job or a similar job, you know, a nine to five. But it sucks out the spirit in them somehow. Mm-hmm. And for you to be able to do not one but seven, you know, mm-hmm. different companies over the over the years, um, it's like it takes a lot of stamina and willpower to do that, mm-hmm. you know, and to be able to, to say, okay, it didn't work. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's like an old adage. My wife and I regularly say, well, that didn't work. <laughs> and so really some of them get big. Like, I mean, as you start working on stuff is you're finding where you're feeling upset and angry and a lot of it, but, that doesn't mean that you avoid the grind. And mm. this is something that I'm working on now is Parsley Pet, as much as I love it, has moments of grind to it. It has moments of, all right, we need to process these tests. We need to make sure we have this process, like all the business stuff that goes with it, but you just keep moving. And there's moments that it's not happy, joy, lucky all the time, but you're like, all right, this is what I need to do. And this is where I need to get, go from here to here all right, we're going to grind through these moments. So then this thing happens and then that happens. And then you grind through the next moments, but through it all, I'm happy. Like you're like, and you process a test and you find out the dog is being poisoned by mercury. Mm. And because it's mercury levels are really high and you call the pet owner and you're like, all right, we need to chelate out, which means remove, remove out the mercury out of its system. And we get Dr. Kosher. And when I go to bed at night, I'm like, holy cow, we made a difference today. We helped a pet parent and we helped a dog that was going through massive amount of seizures on a weekly basis. And that was in to get a note from a pet parent that says, my dog's not having seizures anymore. It's just one of those, like, I'm like, I don't care how hard the work is. I'm willing to work for it because wow. of that joy that you oh, received. That's that's amazing. I mean, I think the amount of stress that you put on your body, um, how has that affected you, you know, like physically with, 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 uh, with your condition? I mean, mm-hmm. especially in the last few years, you know, um, how, do you, how do you sort of balance it to, to not, you know, feel lower than low, you know, if, 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 if possible? Yes, that's a great question. So stress, um, multiple sclerosis is a stress-related disease. So as you have stress, you have inflammation, you have inflammation that causes MS-style conditions like ability to walk, see, stuff like that, which is stupid. So what I did is I became very aware of my body. I became very aware of how I am on my spectrum of how I feel. And then setting up habits and structure like meditation, like waking up in the morning. If I wake up an hour earlier in the morning, exercise, meditate, then I start my day. And then I adjusted my workflow patterns as well. So, I mean, Western society says you got to work from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and go as hard as you can. I don't think so anymore. I think that at some point, you can work in what I call sprints. Like, so example is like, I'll start at nine and I'll sprint till 11. Then I take time. Then I go have lunch. 
I meditate maybe a little bit more and then I'll sprint again. But the amount of work that I get done during that period is actually more than when I was working nine to six or eight to six in that in a longer day. But by doing sprints, it's very focused. So by meditating, slowing down and eating correctly. So I ended up removing corn, soy, dairy, gluten, pork, and eggs from my diet. Wow. So those were the triggers for you. (laughs) Every one of them caused a level of inflammation and it, I would eat, uh, let's say gluten, for example, (laughs) like bread. I would get frustrated and angry almost within two hours after. And when I realized that was why it was happening because I was causing inflammation in my neuromuscular system, I was like, oh, okay, I'm just not going to eat that anymore. I don't like feeling like that. So it's really making some of those choices and changing my identity around what I do. Wow. That, that level of self-awareness and discipline to actually you know, self-regulate yourself, you know, to, to figure out what are your triggers, you know, um, that's, that actually takes a lot of discipline because, you know, most people usually can't be bothered to even do a so-called diet elimination, uh, you know, um, but I can see, you know, just looking at you, you look, you look, you look fantastic, by the way. (laughs) thank you you really do you look fantastic you know and and i and i and i love the fact that you know because you are aware of the limitations on on your body Mm -hmm. that you actually took the steps to to deal with it you Mm -hmm. know so that you can actually focus on work right you know and it comes down to a choice like i could sit there and say i can feel bad all the time Well, you know, ultimately, I don't want to feel bad. Nobody does. And what it led to is it made me feel bad about myself. I was going through moments of I'm not good enough. I, you know, I screwed up. I'd fail a business and depression would set in or something would happen and stress would take over. I'm like, God, I, you know, I got one life. I got this life right now. And I can either go through it and be angry and be, you know, feel not, feel sick or feel lightheaded or, you know, not feel like I can walk really well, or I can make a different choice and start to feel better and experiment on how good I can really feel. How long, when did you start um, looking within yourself to, to sort of figure out what worked best for you? How long ago? That was, I was diagnosed in 2017. It would have been immediately right after that. It would have been in the year 2017. Mm -hmm. I started to take a look at that, started to do some deep exploration around meditation, um, Mm -hmm. started to follow Zen philosophy meditation. And really there's some extreme elements of that that were great to learn but really trying to adopt it to what worked for me and so really going exploring that and reading multiple many so so many books i think that at some point my wife was like really honestly are there any more (laughs) and i'm like yes there's always there's always more and then hearing from other individuals too like michael singer um, who wrote the book, The Surrender Experiment and Untethered Soul. 
following and just he's, he's my superhero and there's a distant you know you talk about mentors in your life they don't always need to be somebody that you meet but it can be somebody that you read and then you read their story and how they got through it and then you read stories like dr terry walls from iowa city who reversed her own multiple sclerosis by using a keto-based diet so i'm like all right this can be done so it started adding these levels of possibility. And then when I started to, the biggest challenge, and I still work on this every day, is knowing that I'm good enough. Because I am my own worst critic. I will tell myself everything that I did wrong. I will say, even after this interview today, as wonderful as it is, it is and it will be, I will tell myself, God, I shouldn't have said that. Why didn't I say that? Like, this is like, I, I was, you know, like in all of that. But then I have to tell myself, no, like that was who I am in this moment. So really when it started to point to it, I started to have different thoughts about myself. And then it all came back down to one quote from one author. And you know the author, it's Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Those who mind don't matter. And those that matter don't mind. Ah, uh, wow. And so then I just stopped. It's not that I didn't care. It's just like, I didn't give it weight anymore. I'm like, oh, they didn't think I was good. Oh, that's fine. I know what I do. I know what I like and I know what I'm good at. And then I just kept going down there and allowing the negativity to wash over and be done, be done with it. But it's a journey. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, when you listen to, a, to like your story and it sounds, you know, so easy and smooth, you know, when, when you tell it, you know, mm -hmm. but to actually imagine yourself in it and doing the steps, mm -hmm. that, that's a lot of hard work. You know, I, it's, it's like, it's like going to the gym to do a workout consistently, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You have to, you have to be consistent in, in working on yourself. And mm -hmm. I think working on yourself, self-development is the hardest. It's the hardest. It's, it's ridiculously hard because we can talk ourselves out of it mm. or I can justify anything. Yeah. So if I decide I'm going to, you know, let's say I'm going to decide to have a few beers you know, tonight. Mm. Well, I'll justify it tomorrow morning, no matter how bad I feel. Mm. I'll be like, oh yeah, we had fun. We were with you know family and all this type of stuff. But really it's just a choice of whether or not I drink beer and I didn't have to. Mm. So really working out, meditating, taking that time, developing those habits, it's just a choice. You can, if you want to. And being it's kind to yourself as well, I think. I love how you said that. Yes. <laughs> and love yourself because yeah. you are the most important thing in the world. I think what's interesting is, you know, from, from your timeline, you're saying 2017, 18, and then Parsley Pet is about two years old. Mm -hmm. So I think in a way, I believe that why Parsley Pet is doing well you know, even though it's two years old, when you say that, it's, it sounds really young, but in my head, you know, you know, I actually know that you guys have done a lot of good work within that two-year time frame. So that's amazing. And I think 
I would have to credit that to the fact that you've been working on yourself before that mm. to be able to, to yeah. actually get into the, the, the zone, you know, to, mm-hmm. to make parsley pet work, you know, right. working on yourself and, 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 and loving yourself. I think, yeah, that's, that's it, actually really amazing. Well, that's it is, you know, when we allow to love ourselves and we allow to step into that space, we open the door to start listening, I think, a little bit more about stuff that comes to you throughout the day. I noticed that when I was in stress years prior, it was a very limited thought process and it was a protect and, you know, make sure nobody takes this from me and make sure that we're doing this. And if we don't do this and think of like every limiting thought. If I don't do this, this bad thing is going to happen. Well, what if you thought the diff other way? Mm. What if you thought that the failure now is just a lesson and you're like, oh, okay, not going to do that anymore. Or we just got to adjust it here. It's just a step along the journey because when you look at the world, the universe, everything out there, if it wants to teach you, I wished it would do this, but it doesn't, it doesn't come down and say, Hey man, that uh, journey you're on right now and you're doing this, this, and this, that's not going to work. You need to adjust it here. No, it never says that. It just gives you a field and, or it doesn't work or it causes you to make an adjustment and a shift. And then when I started to give, when I started to think with a giving heart, like instead of take, like, oh, if I do this, we'll sell more, we'll get more kits or we'll get this and we'll do. And it was very much of a, make sure I'm pulling up all the, you know, the toys I can so nobody else can play with them. It really went into a different perspective. How many toys can I give away? Mm. How can I help? How can I make this happen? Or how can I offer this to this client to give them a little bit more? And I started thinking from a different side that it was around more of that side of loving myself, but that started getting me to give to other people. And then I realized it doesn't happen right away. But then I realized when I gave to other people, I was happier. When I was happier, more people came to be that needed my help or needed something along those lines. And it's a completely different way than I thought years ago or how I was originally trained to think. That That is actually beautiful what you said, because I think what, what I've, I've realized um, speaking to um, quite a few entrepreneurs now is that when they stop minding their ego so much, putting themselves first, mm-hmm. when yeah. they start shifting their, their attitude, you know, instead mm-hmm. of counting money, they stop mm-hmm. that, you know, the profit and loss thing that they, you know, as all business owners are normally, they always think of profit and loss. But once right. they actually focus on giving and helping mm-hmm. and then experience, experiencing the joy, you know, mm-hmm. once they help one and then they help more. And that's mm-hmm. when actually it's like the universe opens up, you know, mm-hmm. and you yes. get, you get, you get the mana, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Good things start coming in. Good things start right. coming in. You know, what you hit it on the head is when we start to open this stuff up and stop obsessing over. Now I'm saying watching your numbers in business and doing all the business stuff is extremely important. But when you obsess over it, and all of a sudden it changes your mood and your mindset, mm. and then your actions start to change. So I noticed I was happier when I came home. I had a better relationship with my family. 
And that better relationship with my family helped me make better decisions with Parsley Pet. And those better decisions just fed the other. And then I was helping more people. And then all of a sudden my mindset shifted that when I woke up in the morning, it wasn't like, oh, how do we sell more? How do we get? It went into who can I help? How can I serve in that side? And it really, I, you know, I don't think about the growth of Parsley Pet anymore. I think about how many people I can help. And if it's meant to happen because I'm working, you know, doing everything that I can to make it work, it's one of those things. It's whether I'm going to learn another lesson or I'm going to help somebody today. Well, I think that's, that's probably, you know, uh, the secret sauce is that where you focus your energy and attention, Mm -hmm. that's what you get back. So if you, if you're focusing on the numbers, and selling and the idea of just selling, 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 you know, mm-hmm. um, somehow the universe sort of blocks you because it's the wrong, it's the wrong direction that you're going. But when yes. you shift your focus towards serving, as you put mm-hmm. it, you know, and, and, and helping others, you know, that, that love will open your heart in a way, yeah. in a very positive way. And then all the good things start pouring in, you know, mm-hmm. which you know, yours is just an amazing, amazing example because a lot of people don't realize that. Mm, a lot of people yeah. who start the business, they, they are actually very numbers focused, performers, mm-hmm. their so-called KPIs are always, yep. you know, uh, profit and loss, selling, mm-hmm. you know, um, those kind of things. When right. actually the secret to success is, it's very, you know, spiritual actually. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a mindset shift. It's a is how yeah. you focus your 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 mind, your attention, and that is actually where you should be developing to mm-hmm. actually improve your performance as an entrepreneur. Yep, and I started to phrase it in the concept of identity, mindset, behavior, action, results. So if my identity is I want to take and I want this number to get up at all costs, then my mindset it is very aggressive then my behavior, I might come off a little bit more stern with somebody or angry with somebody Then my actions reflect that. Like I'm going to, you know, really drive hard on a contract or really make something happen and say, you can't take this from me. And then my results are what they are. But at some point, and if, you know, you're looking at life as a three-legged stool, family, business, and health, all of a sudden, when I had an identity where I was aggressive and, 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 you know, like take, take, take as much as I could, my health was affected and my family was affected. But my business, you know, did all right. I mean, it, it grew. But then if these two are broken, the stool's not going to stand on one leg. Yeah. So then when I started to take a look at my identity as being somebody that served and that I wanted to be a loving husband and I wanted to be a great father and I had an identity of that, then my mindset when I woke up this morning was, how can I help my kids? How can I help my wife today? How can I help my business? How can I help everybody that would ever approach Parsley Pet? that my behavior was happy and loving. And then my actions started to reflect that way. Then when somebody called and said, hey, I need some help with something, I gave. I'm like, yeah, what, what would you like? Or what do you need? What can I give you? And my results actually were better coming out of the tail end of that 
But I didn't think about that at the end of it. You look at those moments, they came. And you know, the, I love how you said the universe opens up when yeah. we start to think about love and giving and kindness and all that. Well, you know, I just love your story because, you know, your journey is something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs um, should listen to and take inspiration from because, you know, um, a lot of people think, how long would it take for me to be successful? You know, mm. they, they always think like, oh, what is success to them? And they put a number on it or they put a, you know, like a, a date, you know, like I have to be this by this time. Otherwise, I'm a failure. And that's yeah. normal. You know, it's very normal for people to think that way, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, seven businesses until you, you, you got to pass the pet. How, how would you say, you know, when did you know it's time to go? Oh, with a bit like when you pull the trigger, like when you pull the rip cord is what I call it. Exit (laughs) as fast as you can. Yeah. Um, When the bleeding gets to be too much. So we owned a company called LO Pet Supply. And when we were 130,000 in debt with that company, then it was a decision. It was a tough decision because it was a company we had run for many years. And it was a decision like, um, okay, you look at the numbers, you look at joy and you're like, why am I in tears every week over this company? Why am I feeling stress? And like everything was tight inside your body and you just felt terrible. And I know my wife was driving very hard with that business and it was just like, okay, yep, we're done. We just have to walk away from it and just exit but exit with you could go you could exit with a very like i'm terrible i screwed up i failed you can use those words and they're very easy to use or you can use what did i learn and if it wasn't for lo pet supply we would have never found parsley pet that would have never come to us if I wouldn't have started some of my businesses, that wouldn't have led me, led us to LO Pet Supply. It's it's easier to take a look now in reverse and go, oh, that's why I learned that at that time. Oh, that's why that company did this. Oh, that, and you start to create the awareness and you're like, okay, that led to this road, that led to this road. It wasn't like I woke up one morning and said, we're gonna do HTMA diagnostic testing on dogs. Mm. You know, I remember my wife coming to me and I have to give credit to my wife. She was the one that really started to take a look and say, I think we can help. And then as we started to dissect and pull that apart, it was, oh my gosh, yes, this is really working. And then we tried it a couple of times and we saw the benefits that we were seeing. We were seeing, we were helping individuals that had dogs with severe itching conditions that went away because we gave them the information that they needed to remove this specific toxin out of the diet. So that was something that we just kept driving for. But if it wasn't for the other seven businesses, I would have never led to it. And it was, it was that adage that I said earlier, well, that didn't work. And so when we started to say at some point, okay, it's not failure. It's just that other step on the journey then I need to learn for some reason. Yeah. I think 
what what I would call is being able to learn to fail forward mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and fast. Not, yeah you know mm-hmm. and and to look at it as a learning as a learning stage to mm-hmm. to move forward you know having that positive you know framing the situation in a positive mm-hmm. way so that yeah. you're not stuck with the negative connotations that you tag it on right because that will actually affect yeah that will actually affect you moving forward to the next step and the next level yeah. It'll change your mindset. It'll change how you think about yourself. I'm not good enough. I mean, that's right. You know, when we started talking about what I work on for myself is loving myself, knowing that I'm good and you know, that self-worth element to it. And so when you fail a business, when something bad happens, it's really easy to tell yourself you suck. It's really easy to wake up and say, God, I'm, I'm terrible at this. Why do I even do it? You know, this is there. I'm not doing anything. So that, and when you're in the thick of it, it is very hard to step out on the other side and be like, oh, okay. Learn that lesson today. Hmm. Well, I can, I can see that, um, you know, Pasty Pet really is, is a labor of love between you and your wife. Uh, mm-hmm doing doing this because you can actually see how positive your company has you know what the service that you've done and provided Mm -hmm. truly truly has helped so many so many pet parents i mean like i've seen the reviews and you know all i can all i can find is that i haven't really come across anything bad really uh you know uh, about about uh what what you're what you're doing and the fact that you know as you said you know, the universe hears you and sets things up for you on your yeah. path. So you mm-hmm. meeting Dr. Lori Koja and, you know, um, if I'm not wrong, she actually helps to explain to clients um, the test results to help them um, in the next step in how they can yes. uh, resolve the issue, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what I like is that, you know, because um, you're not a vet. <laughs> you're no, not I'm not a vet, a vet at all. No, you know? I'm a, I'm a certified raw feeding specialist. Like yeah. I got every certification I could, but not a vet. And if it wasn't for Dr. Kozier, Parsley Pet wouldn't be here. We'd have to, you know, find a different avenue. And so you look at the strength of having professionals like a Dr. Kozier who believes in this same philosophy of raw feeding that we do. And, you know, you find other doctors along the way that are like, shaking their heads yes like yes this is the right way this is what we need to feed our animals that when you're looking at that but dr kosher if it wasn't for her oh my gosh like the amount of knowledge she gives everybody that has a test process and how she analyzes every tissue hair tissue and anal- mineral analysis test that comes through our facility it is really just it, it's a blessing and it's an honor to work alongside her. So the key is, you know, you don't do everything yourself. You have to find the right people, you know, mm-hmm. with the right capabilities to help support your business. Cause you can't, you can't do everything on your own as well. I think that's mm-hmm. what a lot of entrepreneurs think, you know, when they saw that, Oh, I have to do everything on myself by myself on my own, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah, no. And that, that'll be very quick to burn out. Like you'll be doing it. You're like, why do I do this anymore? But that was a lesson that I had to learn because I was that way years ago. 
I think oh, we're all like that starting out. I think we're all like that starting out because we always start with we always start with the cautious uh, shoestring budget mentality, mm-hmm. you know, yep. bootstrapping, do it all our own, um, oh, yeah. learn everything, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, um, I think if you really want to expand and grow the business, you actually mm-hmm. have to find the right people for the right job. Yep, and be bold. Like, don't worry about. You know, if you truly believe in everything that you're doing is from here, your heart, and knowing that you're not hurting anybody or affecting somebody else's life in a negative way, be bold. Ask. Go out there. Make this happen. And that's where, you know, just asking Dr. Kosher if she would analyze these tests. If we wouldn't have done that, Parsley Pet wouldn't have existed. If we wouldn't have gone out and asked some other professionals, like we do a Facebook Live with Dr. Judy Jasek every week. And so this is if we wouldn't have asked her because we thought, oh, she's like the top cancer vet in the country, no way she's gonna say yes, and would have let that negative thought process come in, I'm not good enough, I'm not a vet, what the hell am I thinking about starting a company like this? I would have never started it. We would have never taken that next step in that journey. So be bold, be in there and be loving and bold. Oh, I just love this. So your entire journey, what are you most proud of to date? Loving myself, giving myself a break. That is probably the, the hardest work I've ever done. And you know, I can attest because you look, you look fabulous. I can see the positivity coming out of you, you know, that energy and the sincerity, authenticity. I think that's the word that a lot of people don't realize, you know, it's when you're real and honest, um, you actually, people are drawn towards you. It's when you're hiding, you know, uh, that's when, that's when you actually start, you know, um, lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you get all the wrong, the, the wrong attraction, the wrong attraction. Yeah. And we want to prove to everybody else. And I loved how you brought up earlier about the ego is our ego just wants to put this mask on our face. And every time we show up, we're like, oh, I'm so fantastic. You have no idea. But everybody sees through my mask is BS. Mm. And so when I started, when I, remove the mask and just show up vulnerable and like, yeah, screwed that up or this didn't work or learn this lesson. Then I was able to serve and help more. And I was able to get more connected with other people because isn't that the goal? I mean, it isn't at the end of it all. I don't go back to the divine universe and tell them, let me tell you how great I was on the on earth when I was there. No, it was like on that side of how many people did I help? How many people did I make a difference in their lives? Did I inspire them? Like, that's why I love, you know, this interview is that if one person watches it, that is really getting beat up being an entrepreneur and goes, you know what? Okay. I can do this again and steps up. Holy cow. That's it. I could die. I could, well, I mean, I could, everything could end tomorrow and I would be a happy man. Well, Matt Rowe, thank you because you are truly an inspiration. The life that you're leading, you know, even though the the struggles that you face every day still is an inspiration for everyone. 
you know, and I just love you for it. You know, I really, really do. Um, I am interested in actually getting your book. Um, could you? It's at the editor right now. So when okay. it comes out, I will definitely, you'll, you'll hear about it. Like, okay. So I, I definitely would, you know, I definitely want to read, read your book. So once it's out, you must let me know. I will. I will. You know, I just think I think I just think that you're an awesome person. And you see, I wasn't wrong. You are a superhero. <laughs> you are sweet. Like that's so nice of you to say. Thank you. Well, on behalf of all the animals that you've helped and all the future animals that you will be helping, I just want to say thank you very much for what you're doing and not giving up. Thank you very much for this opportunity and uh, for your kindness and love and respect. Thank you for listening to Matt's story. Look out for all three vets founder Jonathan Lowe's interview next week. Wow, I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.